And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Gompa Time. How long has it been? Uh, since we've seen each other in person? Since we've seen each other in person. Well, since, since, we recorded in person. since we've recorded in person. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we it's are recording in person. It's been over a year, guys. It's been Safely months. social distanced, of course. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, half of us anyways. <laughs> But it's been a minute. It yes. is. So does it feel different? Yeah. It feels great. It I'm, feels great. My I feel heart like is full. Yeah, I feel like Marco is a little kid on Christmas right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a little giddy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a copyright against that. <laughs> I, uh, I could have gone without Frankie, you know, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah, we, you is, and him are fighting. It right. is fun and making your life miserable <laughs> in person, of course. <laughs> right. Well, we are back and it feels good. Like it does feel left. good. Mm-hmm. What? Like we never left. Like we never, I mean, did we really? We're like the Rona, bro. We, we don't go anywhere. <laughs> We're just here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> that was very dark. Very quickly. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon? It's yeah. too. We literally were, if you guys don't know by now, we are based in Chicago and in Illinois, our governor actually has his shit together. So we've been going on the down, you know, the yeah. downward hill, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we're going back up. So we, we thought we were good. Thanks a lot, Indiana. It's Indian Indianians. Indianians. <laughs> Indians? Wisconsinians, <laughs> and they're known for what? Hoosiers. Indianians. <laughs> what are they known the for? Fireworks and hookers. Rice- <laughs> hookers? No. <laughs> The Wait, hell? Racism? We're talking about a different type of virus now. She said it in another episode. It was what? funny. She just said it out of nowhere. She's like, <laughs> like, what are they known for? Like fireworks and I forgot what else she said. That's why I'm like, what are they known for? <laughs> I but don't she forgot too. Hating oh. gay people? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, this, is, this is getting out of hand. What are we well, talking about today? Yeah. So we're talking about what's on everyone's mind as of lately. And if you've been living under a rock, you know that. Pretty soon, kids are going to go back to school, right? And, and teachers. Well, right. And <laughs> teachers. And I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of questions on people's minds. So we're just here to educate them. Um, especially parents, right? Because <laughs> parents, they see everything on the news. They're probably freaked out. The other half is probably like, God damn it. Finally, I'm get, get, getting rid of my, you know. I know a lot of those people. Lousy ass kid. I know a lot of those people. But the other half are actually, you know worried they have concerns so mm-hmm. we're here to put those concerns to rest yeah. i don't know that we'll do that much but at least we'll give them perspective well we'll give them a perspective and we'll give them you know at least some insight yeah. of what they can do what are their options yeah since you know we have a teacher we do well, yeah sorry. <laughs> i guess if you want to call it that <laughs> just... <Bruh>. no <laughs> whereas do we have the uh, the drum kit the drum roll there you go. You see? <laughs> Got to be quick on those, man. <laughs> quick on your feet. <laughs> I was about to put it, and then you said, if you could call it that. So that's why I said Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think, first of all? Let's give our opinion on what do we think about kids going back to school. Now I'm going to say last. Okay, yeah. I'm you, going last. You, you go last because, you know. Because I, I actually had kids go to school already. So. Yeah, summer school. Yeah. What's good? Mm-hmm. So who wants to go first? Who wants to tackle this one? <laughs> all right and that's all for today ladies, folks. <laughs> you can catch us on social media <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to tackle it all right fine i'll go first god damn you um honestly i wouldn't be sending my kid back to school mm-hmm. only because if it's not safe for prisoners it's sure as hell ain't safe for my kid and i don't have kids <laughs> so <laughs> Do you have prisoners? <laughs> Not that you know of. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I honestly think I think it's not safe yet. Um, I know there is an agenda why they're trying to push, you know, for kids going back to school. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with he wants, you know, the administration wants to establish some sort of normality, if you will. And he kind of wants, because obviously, you know, re-election and everything. Um, Who's he? I don't even want to say his name <laughs> at this point. Just, we'll call he, him uh, Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck? 
Okay. O, o el copetón, or whatever. Okay, what is that? Duck. Copete? Who? The copete doesn't have like a little copete? No? No. no. Yeah, okay, I don't know. I don't no. know who you're thinking of. Yeah, no. Um, Donald Trump and his administration. Mm-hmm. He's pushing, you know, for schools to reopen. And they obviously don't have a plan of how this is going to work. Right? And they just, now I think they don't even care from what I see, you know, in the videos and the press conference. Um, people with a plan usually give details mm-hmm. and as far as i'm concerned he hasn't given any um so yeah i think it's a it's a uh big mistake i think it's just it's a horrible idea Huge. to send kids back to school <laughs> to send kids back to school this early and you know what the way i see it is what's the rush i mean are they really missing out on much um I just think it's a different way of learning. I don't think nothing will ever beat the, the um, classroom. Yeah, the classroom. Um, it's just like a whole different experience. It's like compa, like wanting to podcast in person. It's different. It's just a different different um, experience. Different for the experience. Kids. Different set. Like yeah, like it's just it's just easier. I think it's I think it's better um, for kids to. Um, learn and be inside a classroom so you you're interacting all for no 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 we have not during views no no not for them no i <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she didn't want to go first <laughs> no se adelanten no se adelanten <laughs> no 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 um i mean like um as in normal in the normal back in the day because now with, right, with the coronavirus yes but no, I wouldn't. I don't have kids. Yeah, you're right. So I, but if I did, I would not be sending my child. So yes, I am with you on the fact that um, I don't think it's safe. Yes, I don't think it is. I don't think it's the best thing to send kids to school. But I would. But what you were saying, it's like, well, what are they missing out on? Well, they're missing out on the whole experience type of thing. They're missing out on. I don't know how to how else to explain, but. Mm-hmm. But just like before, like I don't. But, mm-hmm. but, I do know from uh, some of the things that Coma has told me from summer school because she was teaching. It's they're really not missing out on anything because there's so many um, restrictions. Yeah, yeah, there's so many restrictions. Mm-hmm. So then, what's the point? Like, I think that they shouldn't they shouldn't be going back to school, and that they should be learning with the whole online thing. Online. Mm-hmm. Compa? Um, I think. And, and, and on hold, on, federal, and hold on. And hold yeah. on. No, no, no. Hold on. And then let me stop you right there. I want your honest opinion. Fuck, fuck all the politics of it. Fuck, you know, how things are, you know, how do I want to say do this? Do you want to, like, share why you can't really speak on the matter? Uh, well. No, I want your, and that's why I'm saying, I want your honest opinion as a you know, a human uh, being. Like like if you had being. a child, yeah. if you if had, a child, had a child, yes, I don't want to hear about I, the politics about I what you know, Betsy the DeVos lux- thinks. You know, we should do. I, if I had a child, I would have the luxury of being able to have my child at home and having them learn remotely. I don't know that's not available for a lot of parents, and I think that that's where a lot of this does stem for in the parent side, is that a lot of parents need to have some institution or place take care of their child while they're at work. Some people don't have the luxury of having family members who can stay home or drop places of work that they can work from home because of the virus. Um, And I think it's understandable. I do think that there should be something that's available for everyone in their situations, especially not only like parents who don't want to send their kids to school or parents who do want to send their kids to school but also teachers who don't want to go to school and teachers who do want to go to school. I think the conversation of just forcing it upon people is not really smart. I think this has to be a discussion with like everyone. Um, And I think this also has to be a discussion per a community and state level. Like us here, we have significantly lower numbers than Florida, California, New York, Texas. Uh, even Arizona now. And then places like Idaho, Iowa, 
um, Montana, where it's more rural, they obviously have way less numbers than we do. So, you know, there's a discussion to be made that, okay, maybe it is safe in some communities to do so. Right. Um, but I think more than anything, it has to be discussion, not a mandate. I think federally, the government saying, yo, if you don't go back to school, I'm going to cut funding is stupid. Most people don't know this, but all the federal money that goes to p- public schools are usually used for food assistance programs, uh, kids with special needs, or underprivileged children. So if you are denying those people money for those programs and those needs, you're pretty much denying the people who need it the most mm-hmm. federally on a federal level. Um, and it's it's not cool. Like you said, the administration wants to do it because it's better for the economy if people can go to work. And the way that people can go to work is that if their kids are taken care of and the way that the kids are taken care of is by going to school. Um, it's better for the for the government if there's normalcy ahead of the election, right? Um, and my honest opinion, I think it's it's a complicated thing. Like, you know, I've I've had my team members who need it have it available. Like, if you need to bring your kid to work, if you can work from home, cool, no problem. We can do that for you. Um, and it's available. And but some people aren't as um, empathetic and lenient towards it. Some people are like, no, nah, bro. Like, this is your schedule. Show up, and that's it. I don't care. Like, what's going on in your personal yeah. life. And for a lot of people nowadays, with unemployment still in the double digits, uh, with the uh, federal assistance for uh, unemployment finishing and and without another relief bill being signed by the lovely idiot president, a lot of people were forced to work. And they're forced to work not only the conditions of being in a pandemic where they can be at risk, but they're also forced to work with their kids at home. Who's going to take care of the kids? And, like, you, you, you know, it's it's a valid point that, like, kids – develop better in a classroom right there's been studies from like homeschooling to regular institutions of like the difference but we aren't in regular times exactly. like these kids can't mm-hmm. just like touch each other hug each other or trade like she showed me a, a, a meme or something today where it's like your kid's gonna show up with a paw patrol mask and leave with a spider-man mask because he's gonna trade it at the end of the day for another kid and it's like it's true like kids are gonna be kids and trying to control that is extremely difficult Mm-hmm. And trying to do that in classroom right now in certain areas is extremely expensive, too. So in my personal opinion, I think that if it's able to do a hybrid program, depending on the numbers and depending on the workforce, that's what should happen. If it's not, and if the community doesn't support it, then you can you should be able to do it remotely. And I think that you know parents who don't want to expose their kids shouldn't be held liable. I mean, we have a friend who's forced to go to campus or you have a friend that's forced to go to campus Yeah. who is forced to go into college, go into college campus to finish. She has to sign a waiver too. She has to sign a waiver, putting her life at risk. Mm -hmm. See, that's, that's some bullshit right there. And exactly like to me, like, okay, if I don't feel comfortable, like me with, with this, with this pandemic, I've always been in the mindset like, all right, fake, cover your face, wash your hands, do the things you'll be okay. And I get that it's different for a lot of people because of their immune systems, of their uh, pre-existing conditions and all mm-hmm. that. And that's fine. And it's also your choice if you want to put yourself at risk and if you want to put your kids at risk. But I think once you're forced to do that, that's the issue, right? Like, if you're forced to go into into a college campus, then, like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I would because why would I do that, right? It's like going into the hospital every day. Why would I go into the hospital if I don't mm-hmm. have to? Thankfully, we have doctors and nurses and all that and i think you know there is a lot of unknown about the virus right we don't know the infectious rate between children of uh four and 12 we don't know how quickly they recover we don't know a lot of that information because in all honesty we don't have enough testing mm-hmm. we don't have enough testing we don't have procedures we don't have enough and data. we don't know if like people who have gotten it can get it again yeah, because i do know some of our families in the community have already gotten it so we don't know if you once you have it, you can get it again. We don't know if the children can pass it on to adults. We, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. And, you know, I think and it's really based, It's and people don't like this, but it's really based on numbers. Like, that's the, honestly the honest fact of the thing. If you have 10 cases a day, then, yeah, you can probably go back to school because your state's significantly large. If you have 10,000 cases a day, stay your ass at home because, obviously, the numbers don't support it. And any scientist is going to say that. I was just going to say, like, I think, I think you, like what you said, um, like, we don't know. Is that what yeah. you said? Like, yeah, like, y- y por eso mismo, I think that because we don't know, like, why take that risk? 
Like, yeah. w- like why? Not only for the students, but also for the teachers. I mean, I know back back in the day when I was going to school, like all my teachers were old, like none of them were young. So yeah. I don't know if it's that same percentage of like older um, teachers now in schools. I honestly don't know. I don't know if it fluctuates. I mean, mm-hmm. the average age of a teacher, I think, is like 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, they weren't that age. <laughs> they yeah, looked no. a lot older than that. <laughs> well, that's Back in, in like the day. entire country. <laughs> oh, oh, in the country. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, but. Um, Back in my day. Back in my mm-hmm. day. But like what I was going to say, it's like, they, yeah, so, I, so when, when just the thought of that was like, damn, like, you know, kids aren't the, the cleansiest. Right? Cleanliest. Is that cleanliest. cleanliest. Sorry, they aren't the cleanliest. <laughs> so, I don't Apparently. know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just tough. It's like you said, kids will be kids. Yeah. And it's going to be very difficult to control kids, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You can't tell a kid to sit still and not touch anything because what's the first thing he wants to do? Touch everything. Touch, touch everything. everything and put it in his mouth. Like, bro. And to be fair, I kind of still do that. <laughs> I mean, if it's hard for us, I mean, now imagine, uh, now imagine a child. I mean, I yeah. And then, uh, the, to the point that you brought up, it's we don't know much, nope. and at this point, especially I think, with kids, we don't know almost mm-hmm. anything, right? And because I mean, it's so new, and I think there has been cases where what we what we do know is kids can't carry it; mm-hmm. they can't, you know, pass it on. So that's one of the fear of, I guess you can say, of the parents that, okay, what if I send my kid to school and he comes in contact with some kid who, you know, mm-hmm. has COVID and now he's bringing it back to me. And it's like, and that's then, that underlying fear there that, you know, it's not safe. Bringing it like, back to grandma, bringing it back. Right. Bringing it back to, to the rest of the family members. And, and that's where the problem lies. So, I mean, what do we do? There's a lot of uh, parents that sometimes by the time that the kids come out of school, the parents are still at work, and sometimes the grandparents have to go pick them up. They stay with the grandparents, and, you know, I can't imagine. Like, it's a very difficult situation, but, like, I don't know. I Yeah. All right, well, moment of truth. Yeah, leave it to the expert. Yeah. Leave it to the expert. <laughs> um, I'm conflicted. You're conflicted. Um, Why are you conflicted? <laughs> I'll send to therapy real quick. <laughs> therapy time with both of us. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so um, I taught summer school for the past four weeks, three and a half weeks. And um, I taught incoming first and incoming second. So they were anywhere from five years old to seven years old. So they were fairly young. Um, normally in our classrooms, we have 30 kids for summer school they put a max of nine however in my classroom I only had about eight show up and in the other classroom they only had about four at a time show up so we would put them together and we had a class of 12 which was fine we were still able to space them out um things are definitely not the same they're not socializing in a way that they used to socialize they can't share any materials they can't sit next to each other they have to yell across plexiglass if they want to talk to other kids but they are still socializing in a way that they won't get at home they're talking to new people they're getting ideas from other kids um they're being more creative because they have the opportunities to do so um and just for fun i would ask them you know like is it hard for you to wear a mask all day because they had to wear a mask and they were like yeah and this one kid even like brought it down for a little bit and i was like okay i'll let him like talk for a little bit without it um because the kids do eat in the class so they have to bring their masks down anyway um so he was talking for like maybe five minutes i'm like okay it's time to put it back up he's like okay but he would put it back up um uh, they would wear it at all times unless they were eating. They would put it on when they had to go throw away their stuff. I mean, they were really good about following the rules. I was very, very surprised. And I actually asked them, like, do you guys want to come back when we when it's time for school to start again? And all of them said yes. And when I said why, like, we're, we're going to have to wear masks. We're going to have to be separated. We're going to have to be behind plexiglass. And they're like, it doesn't matter. I don't want to be home. I want to be in school. Yeah, because they're tired of doing chores at home. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, some kids, they just don't have kids their age group at home. Yeah. So they don't find that connection. 
Now, in regards to children who are around immunocompromised people, parents did not send those kids to summer learning. Um, we did have some students who opted out of the program when they realized it was going to be in person instead of virtual, um, which that was their choice. Like they could have not brought in their child. That was fine. So the people who brought in their children knew the risks and they were willing to adjust to them. Um, now, what age groups are these kids? Mine yeah. were five to seven. Five to seven. Okay. So you, from what I hear, they have some sort of understanding of what's going on. Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, I actually, um, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> and, and I actually recorded myself saying things that you would never really say in a classroom. And one of the things was like, you can't share toys. And the kids were like, why not? And another little kid in the corner is like, because of coronavirus. <laughs> and it's Turn like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yes, it's, it's because of coronavirus, right? So, um, and also, I mean, I think it's our job as teachers to make them understand why we're doing the things that we're doing. So the very first day I read a book about germs and how germs spread and what they do to your body. And I told kids, like, based on what you heard in the book, why do you think we're wearing masks? And they're like, oh, so we don't give out germs. And so we don't get, we don't get germs. And of course, I had a smart ass kid who was like, well, if you can get germs through holes, what about your ears? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm not even touching that. Um, so they comprehend, Go you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they understand that it's an illness that you can get sick from it. Even before we were out of school, back in March, right, we were talking about coronavirus and what was this new thing that was coming about? And they're like, it's OK. Kids don't get it. You know, only yeah. adults do. And then they turn to me and they're like you're an adult you can get it and i was like oh god yes yes i can um but th it's getting to the point where like this is their new normal right like they have to wear a mask to go outside they have to wear a mask to go to the park to go to the store like they they understand that they have to wear it so school is just one more place right that being said they do forget to wear it properly at all times um they will do the like let me slip it and like pick my nose for a little bit like Nasty. they they're they're still kids yeah. right like they won't trade masks it, i just showed it to you because it's funny they won't trade masks you know they won't be like swinging it in the air like all those memes you've mm -hmm. probably seen right they wear it fine but they also don't wear it all the time properly um and then we also have the, like, if they cough into it, if they sneeze into it, like, we have to be the one changing it for them. Like, here's your new one. Change it out. And then there's, like, it's too tight. It's falling off. You know, yeah. like, there's a lot of problems that come with the mask. Um, and then the teachers who are there, we were all volunteers. Um, I mean, we were getting paid, but, like, it wasn't forced onto us. It was, like, whoever wants to teach. Um so I was like, oh, you mean to tell me I'm only going to have nine kids and I'm going to be in my classroom? It's not a big deal. It actually wasn't that big of a deal. I think it was fairly easy money um, because I feel like we're going to have an upper hand if we do go into the fall. We're going to know the procedures. Like I know that I have to get there 30 minutes before everybody else because I have to fill out a form that says if I have any exposure to COVID, if I have any symptoms, including a sore throat or a headache, if... Nice. <laughs> Right. If I have um, a fever, they take my temperature at the door. So there's just a lot of things that change. Will you have more students, though, instead of nine? Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, which, I, I mean, I had 12 now, 11 to 12, so it's not that big of a difference. I did have full-time aid um, because she was the teacher for the other room, so we just mixed them, so she was in my classroom. But um, it was only for four hours the next school year would be for the full eight hours. So I, as a parent, as a teacher, as an adult, as soon as I walked out the door, I pulled off my mask and I was like, oh, I can breathe. And that was after four hours. I can't imagine after eight. Um, I can't imagine being in a room where the kids can't get up because they, they, they really can't. I have to give them so many breaks. Um, and even when they're doing their little dancing, I have to make sure they're not too close to each other. I have to make sure they're not like touching each other. Right. Um, it's, it's just like a lot of monitoring to make sure that they're mm -hmm. not doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So you're more like a prison guard now. It feels like a prison. 
sometimes it feels like a prison. Now, yeah. as far as, like, the end of the day, are teachers responsible to clean out, like... We were for the summer. We were, we're not supposed to be because mm-hmm. um, we're exposing ourselves to chemicals. We're exposing ourselves to potential diseases that we're cleaning up. Um, and we weren't... I hate saying getting paid for it, like, hazard pay. But, you know, people are getting hazard pay for right. being exposed. So, um we're not supposed to, but we did because, you know, we so just kind of like take on everything. Who's responsible? Like maintenance. Still them. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to have more maintenance on staff if we do mm. end up going. Um, now, there is the other side of things where it's like, what about the students who are immunocompromised, right? If it's in person, they are legally able to opt out. So that would put us in like, Either way, we would have to create some sort of virtual thing for the kids who are going to stay home. Right. So we're still teaching in both ways, if that makes sense. And then there's the teachers who are immunocompromised. What happens to them? Um, they also can opt out. I hear that from CPS, they have to file for ADA, so American Disabilities. Um, Americans with Disabilities. Americans with disabilities, um, to be able to opt out of going in. My thing is, <laughs> I'm conflicted because I've done it. It wasn't that bad. I didn't get sick. But then again, I'm not worried about myself, right? I'm worried about the teachers who have to come in who have kids at school. If we do a virtual model, they still want teachers to go in. So where are those kids going to go, right? Like, kids are learning from home but i'm teaching at school what's gonna happen with my kids like that that doesn't make sense um and then there are the teachers who are like why do i have to go into school if it's virtual why can't i teach from home right i don't want to expose myself right but these teachers are also going out to restaurants they're going out with friends and at, at that point it's like you're exposing yourself anyway like, it's not that much different if you're going to go and be in your room and teach in your room in isolation. Like, you're probably safer in that environment than you are going to a restaurant. Right. So, what I think is best is um, I don't think that it should be like all CPS schools do the same thing because I feel like cps schools are so disproportionate where we have schools and neighborhoods who are pretty well off and parents are all working from home still and can stay home with their kids and they have the resources available but then we have other ones where unfortunately that's where the child gets their meals their safety where they get away from abuse and neglect right so I think it can't be a like one big umbrella that just okay size fits all yeah all schools are going back all schools are doing hybrid like I think it really depends on the community I know some schools are sending surveys home they're sending surveys to their staff and I think they should really use those, those responses and cater to that community now there's never going to be a silver bullet right like even if they say we're all going virtual People are still going to be upset. There's still going to be people somewhere who are going to be upset. So I don't think there's ever going to be anything that's no. like, okay, we're all good. Because, right. again, there's so much unknown, right? Yeah. People are saying that there's a possibility kids haven't had this because they haven't been exposed. They're only been, they've only been home, right? Like, they haven't been in school settings. So we mm-hmm. don't know. Right. Um, and to be honest, my only big concern that no one in government – no one on any sort of school board, no one in any sort of administrative position has verbalized, I think, is that people will die. And that's just the reality of things. Right. Nobody wants to say it. Even when I said it, like in my school setting, people kind of looked at me funny. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm being realistic. People are going to die. Teachers are going to die. Kids are going to die. Family members are going to die. Like, that's just what's going to happen. That's just what's happening in the world. 
it's not a matter of if it happens, it's when, it's who, it's how we're going to deal with it as a community. Right. And I think whatever it is that we're preparing for, we have to prepare for that because it's it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> so I I don't I don't think there's anything across the board that we can do that's going to be like amazing. This works. Right. So so is it going to be different for like every school? It's not, unfortunately. It's um, CPS schools are determined by the CTU. Um, charter schools are determined by their board and administrative team. Um, private schools can do whatever they want. Yeah. So, it. So, so what's the plan as of right now? What have you? What have they told? There you? is no plan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> I yeah, think I, I, really I stated that plan. <laughs> okay. Um, What's the... Um, so, for the most part, right, CPS, Chicago Public Schools, are going back after Labor Day in a virtual form, um, virtual high, virtual in-person form where... That's what they propose, where Mondays and Tuesdays, you have groups of kids going in to yeah. school. Group A. And the other group B is at home learning virtually. Thursdays and Fridays, group B is in school. Group A is at home. And on Wednesdays, everybody's learning in real time virtually. virtually. So like live lessons. Um, that's the proposition. There has been no agreement. There has been no settlement. There has been no, this is for sure what's happening. Right. Um, so that's, that's all we know. Um, the Aceto School Network has now announced unofficially but officially <laughs> that they are pushing back their start date instead of starting in august they are starting on lab- after labor day uh, as well as cps other charter schools and similar schools in chicago have not d- pushed back their start date no nah, bro shoot fire shots come on what's up so we, we don't know <laughs> fire some shots we don't know i will fire some shots without losing my job thank you very much we don't know like no, no, I don't think there's a single school in Illinois that knows. No, yeah, they do. Or in Chicago yeah, that no, knows. Yeah, because I think uh, Aurora already announced they're going back in person. They're going back. Yeah, but um, they're going back full in, in person. person. Yep. Okay. Five days so, but it depends. A lot of people are waiting. Like are just waiting for CPS to fall. Like CPS is the biggest domino. So mm-hmm. whatever CPS does, a lot of people. Everyone follow. else is probably yeah, gonna do. Follow, yeah. So yeah. like. That's why, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, no, Mama Lightfoot's never going to send all kids back without, like, nah, nah, no. Like, Lori Lightfoot wants to send your kids back to school so that people can go back to work. And that's just the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Because she said that. She said that. And she said, your numbers support it. Governor Pritzker also says your number supports a hybrid system. But if numbers increase, then he will, he will mandate all virtual learning. There's also the possibility of like starting in person, right, with reduced numbers, with safety measures. And then if anything happens, like we could always go back to virtual because there's also this and this is something that has been brought up. What happens when it's October, November, December, January and it's flu season? So is it flu or is it COVID? Like, yeah. <laughs> Is it the coronavirus? Right. So it's crazy, right? Yeah, like we, like some so people are doing virtual to begin with too, mm-hmm, and then uh, transitioning and out. Then transitioning like it just so, is there a, con- a contingency plan if that happens? If what happens? Like if numbers start rising, if kids start there getting affected, yeah, we we'll go like virtual, virtual again. Yeah, right now, right now, the conversation is: Do you do virtual or do you do hybrid? It's not really in person in Chicago. Even okay. if it is in person, it would it would have to be hybrid because yeah. you would hybrid have means to do. Half a, and half. And and the reason why we have to do hybrid is because we have such large numbers in classrooms. We have 30 kids per classroom and guidelines say no more than 15 or 16. Right. So we would have to chop it in half. So then that means that half of those kids are learning in a different form because they can't be in the classroom. Yeah, exactly. Can parents still decide, like, even if schools yep. decide Absolutely. to do hybrid to say yeah. no? State of mm-hmm. Illinois announced that no matter what. You have the right as a parent to choose if your kid stays home. I have parents oh. who are asking me for resources to homeschool. Yeah. I think, I and think if that's you do, they, they don't lose a grade level because that was the other thing. Like, okay, good. In our state, there's a certain amount of days kids have to be in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So when this whole thing happened, there's a discussion like, okay, well, kids haven't been in the classroom long enough to mandate 
you know, passing that grade level. Yeah. Right? And now that's been uh, amended so that mm-hmm. it doesn't because matter. Because literally, like, coronavirus. Is a pandemic. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, you can you can definitely pull your kid out if you want. Mm-hmm. But like I think that's good. My wife said private yeah. schools have it on the other hand can Now, just while we're on that topic, where can parents look up this information? Where can they get the resources if this was an option? Or this is something they wanted to go through. Homeschooling? So right. Is B? Yeah. Um so Illinois it's Illinois State Board of Education. Yeah, Illinois State Board of Education um will provide you the registration necessities, the um resources on what to teach your child for what grade level um kind of like where to start based on what they know um if you need to do testing or if you want to do testing you could go there um essentially yeah that isbe dot and then virtual learning has to be uh offered by your local school district Mm -hmm. so no matter what like if you want to do virtual learning it has to be offered by your local school district okay so your public school has to have virtual so even if even if they're like, Even we're going if, in person. Like, let's right. say us four are the in the classroom, right? And I decide to stay home. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm part of the classroom that needs to be there that day, I can use, I can do virtual learning, even if it's not my day to mm. do virtual learning okay. because I'm opting out of okay. in-person learning. Right. So you okay, can so out. you're still part of the school system. You're yes. just doing it virtually. Yeah. Okay. I think that's really yeah, good, though, that they offered. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I feel, I feel like if I – were a parent a parent um during these times that would be one of my main worries like okay what if like i don't have an option like uh, or mm-hmm. you yeah. know that's yeah. just it's scary i can't like that's I don't like know. going back like right like a lot of our people are service industry people are people that are in hospitality people are in all these and different things and they don't have the luxury of mm-hmm. working from a remote office in their house right so yeah. like how are you going to tell someone who works Maybe at a hotel, which is declining now, obviously, but works somewhere else that works as a janitorial staff. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to tell someone, oh, yeah, well, you got to teach your kids at, at home. But like, bro, I'm not even home. Like, no. right. And I don't have an option. I can't clean things from home. Yeah. So that's why it's tough. Yeah. Um, Frankie did ask a friend. Shout out to Drea. Which one? Oh, Drea. Yeah, because I <laughs> asked all my friends. I was like, hey, so what do you think? She's a parent, so go ahead. Don't, don't yeah. forget to share that. No, she basically uh, said all the same things I did. Like, she was, uh, I think she decided, right? She said she decided to keep uh, her child home. Yeah. She wasn't, you know, she didn't feel comfortable with sending her back to school. Uh, but all for all the same reasons, uh, the same concerns that, that I brought up that, you know, she was worried that she would send, if she sent her out to school and she got infected, she would bring it back to the house and then, you know, and start infecting everyone and... Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no way, at least she believed that there was no way that it could be properly controlled. Um, do you want to elaborate on that? Like, yes. what's what's the procedure from your homeschooling? You know, ex- I mean, homeschooling, summer school, mm-hmm. ex- you know, experience. What's the procedure um, as soon as the day starts? Like okay, uh, as soon as a child approaches the door, they are they have a parent filling out a form. And it just says, have they been exposed? Do they have any symptoms? Um, if you answer yes to any of the questions, you're obviously sent home. You can't go inside. If you answer no, then you can go inside. They take your temperature first. Um, you sanitize and, your hands and, and, and you go inside. And let me interrupt there. Yes. So right off the bat, someone could just lie. Yep. And, and say, they have. Yeah. And they say, have. oh, no, I haven't had any symptoms when they have. Yeah. They, we've had students who are like, no, no symptoms. And then they were coughing, like right. hacking up okay. later. Yeah. Continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get their temperature taken. Anything above 99.6 is considered a low grade fever according to CDC guidelines. So if you have, even if you said no to everything, if you have a 99.6, you have to be sent home. However, we were using infrared thermometers so they could be affected by standing in the sun, Mm -hmm. walking in the heat, right? Like all of that affects it. Um, sanitize their hands they go to the classroom um they sanitize their hands walking into the classroom and then they sit down and their mask is off to eat their breakfast um we had an entry time of 30 minutes so they could be walking in from 8 30 to 9 so within those 30 minutes a child could have been going to throw out the garbage while another child was coming in and they were closer than six feet apart so 
that's an instance where you don't really have control over the distancing and spreading of that another one is when they are eating their breakfast um sometimes they ask for things they need things to be opened right and like i would sanitize first and then try to open it but at the same time like there's only so much that you can touch and be clean right <laughs> um so especially the milk cartons those milk cartons like you have oh to God. touch the part where they put it in their mouth yeah. so it was literally like hand sanitizer right here open it then hand sanitize again like it was just a lot um materials <laughs> i tried my best sanitizing things before i gave it to them but like there are things that have been there i feel long enough that they're free of disease but that brings up the question like okay if they touch this one pencil do i have to sanitize it right away like if it sits there for days is it free of things yeah um and then like their seating arrangements i didn't always have the kids see sit in the same spots because they chose their seats as they walked in so like if they sat in one table one night and then they come to another table another day um is any are, are there any germs still there like i cleaned but how many like 99.9% .9 of germs are right, right. like there's yeah. that 0.1% or whatever just um, lurking in the shadows yeah. <laughs> our bathroom policy was one bathroom at a time or one person in the bathroom at a time and we had this system where they had a little pass so if you saw the pass in the bathroom you had to wait outside <laughs> so then that brings up the okay, the kid goes to the bathroom. What if they didn't wash their hands? Because I did have a kid who came in really quick and I was like, did you wash your hands? And he's like, oh, and he ran back and he wow. washed his hands. <laughs> yeah, and they're kids. I'm, I'm telling you, they're still kids. Yeah. So um, let's say we have a child, goes to the bathroom, gets out, doesn't wash their hands, just touch the handle, right? Leaves. Kid's already waiting. Now they touch the handle, yeah. right? They go into the bathroom, picking their nose, whatever. Now they have germs in <laughs> <Nikolai>. them. <laughs> right. So, like, all of those things. What, what happens in the bathroom is not controlled. We didn't have any bathroom monitors or any hall monitors, which I feel like that could help in the controlling of that. But we didn't have any of that. It was kind of like fend for yourself. Like, If you see a pass, don't go in. But if you don't see a pass, like, right. you're good. Um, which that brings up the issue of having four and five-year-olds remember to take their pass back with them. Because if they don't, then you have kids waiting for somebody to come out and there's nobody in there. Right. So we have children like half peeing their pants essentially because there's they think oh, someone's so, inside. So not, they're not being accompanied to the bathroom? They're just let loose? Mm -hmm. We there's we don't have the manpower to accompany every child to the bathroom. So they could be wandering the halls for all you know. Which is why we need a hall monitor. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then dismissal is um the same thing. They get called by um we have walkie talkies. They call the kid's name. The kid walks out. They sanitize before. Um, but again, they're like touching all the handles. You know, like there's yeah. only so much that you can clean throughout the day. And the thing with six feet apart is um. If a kid is six feet apart from another kid sitting down, that's fine. But what if when they, like, walk to the door, like, they could still be less than six feet apart. So the only way that they could avoid any sort of contact is if when they walk in, they start sitting, like, from the front of the room to the back, right? So you're never crossing anybody to get to your seat, and then the teachers would have to do absolutely everything for them. Oh, you need to throw something away? I'm going to go. Right. And I'm throwing it out. Oh, you need your pencil sharpened? I'll go sharpen it. You need to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, you can't. Like, that's literally the only way. But then we're exposing right. ourselves so it's and then it, to it brings everything. And it brings me back to the point you said earlier. Some of these teachers are young. Mm -hmm. And some of these teachers are going out to restaurants mm -hmm. or going out to party, you know, mm -hmm. to the beach. And so it could be the very same teacher contaminating your kids. It could be. Like yeah. It really could thinking, be. You know, the kids are the disease and it could be the actual teacher. Yeah. It could be. I had a parent last year who um, worked in the health industry and 
she got it, her husband got it, and the kids showed absolutely no symptoms. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sure they had it, but they didn't show anything, right? And then there are teachers who, like, pretty sure their kids had it, but they haven't felt anything. Yeah. So it it's there's so much that's unknown, like... And, and here's my other issue, which I think people are just neglecting or, or they don't bring up as often. When you're asymptomatic, taking temperature doesn't work Mm-mm. at all. No. Nope. And, you know, and I, I again, I asked uh, our, our friend, Dr. Mondo, and I asked him, <laughs> like, hey, does, does taking temperatures actually work if you're asymptomatic? He's like, not at all. Like you can be because you don't have a fever. Exactly, you show no symptoms whatsoever. You have no cough, no fever, no temperature, nothing. But you can still have the virus and be spreading it around. Mm-hmm. So that's why you gotta wear a mask. Which is why people think that kids are the spreaders. Yeah, they don't have symptoms, but they they touch everything, so they're spreading it everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Damn kids. And also, like, it's gonna be a death of us all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, we can't. Because my thing was like, right, we have to sanitize absolutely everything. Like, there's just no way. Right. And, and somebody that I worked with was like, if you really think about it, right, every single person, there's nobody who's staying in their house. Right. Right. People have to go get groceries still. Yeah, exactly. You're n- not going to sanitize the door handle to the store before you walk in. Right. You don't know how many people touch that. You are not sanitizing your hands before and after you touch produce at a store. You are not hand, you know, you're not cleaning your car handle before you walk in. You don't know how many people have touched your car and it can live on smooth surfaces for a while. So, and like, there's no way, right? Even if you can control everything, absolutely anything, like, no matter how careful you are, there's, yeah, like there's going to be some form. There's going to be, places where we're gonna lack in something right so even if parents are like there's no way that schools can there's no way that anything can be super clean yeah nowhere yeah i mean but then you look at like sweden and like herd immunity you see that like is that the path you want to go down like that's the other question well no no that's not what i mean what i I mean is like there's always gonna like we're doing the best that we can but there's always gonna right there's always gonna be a risk there's a risk Yeah. yeah and that's the thing like a lot of I, I I just don't understand how people just don't like put your mask out in public. Like if you're in a store, put your freaking mask on. It's not that hard. Yeah, like no. I think as I mean, uh, there have been cases of summer camp and summer school in other places where teachers who shared spaces got it because and they took all the pr- precautions. They cleaned everything. They wore masks. They had the six feet, but they still ended up catching it. So yeah. like, it's. Yeah, it's hard. So, what would be what would be the perfect solution if there is one? And I know it's hard, right? There. I can think of one. Well, aside from the vaccine. A vaccine. A vaccine. (laughs) Aside from the vaccine, I think it would have to be federally mandated that um, everything's put on pause. You don't have to pay your mortgage. You don't have to pay your car bills. Um, you're gonna get unemployment or some sort of stimulus check for however long is needed until we get to a place where it's safe so that everybody can stay home and can be with their children learning virtually and teachers can be teaching virtually. I think that is the only way that we can be the safest. Right. But if bars are still opening and beaches are still opening and store like all of that is going to affect it if they would have done that from the very beginning if they would have just had a complete lockdown yep for two weeks Mm -hmm. we would have been far done with this well i don't i mean i don't know about far this is america after all and you know america America. i have rights right (laughs) well that's that's the problem because we see other states that Mm -hmm. did you know their their numbers are states or countries uh, countries sorry Countries that actually... Well, technically, countries are called states, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. So I think that if we had done, you know, a two or three week complete lockdown, no essential workers yeah, besides medical staff yeah. treating those who were coming in infected, I think we would have been 
In a not, different position. Not completely eradicated yeah, it, it but be... we would have been in a better position to, you yeah. know, talk about opening schools and talk about opening, you know, the mm-hmm. economy and stores and bars. Like, we would have been much better off now had we gone through a full lockdown. Yeah, I think what should have happened is similar to what my lovely, intelligent, and beautiful wife said. Thanks. Is as soon as when March when we decided to do this, shut everything down instead of giving out PPP loans and doing this and doing that, give everyone seven thousand dollars or whatever they decide. I just said seven thousand dollars because that's what New Zealand gave people, but give everyone a stimulus check and be like, okay, this is to hold you over for two months, right? It would be four thousand, eight thousand, whatever you want to give people. Right. Give them that money. Tell all the banks, all the financial institutions, we're going to hold mortgages, freeze mortgages for six months. Tell all landlords we're going to freeze rent for six months because you don't have to pay your mortgage and then close everything down. Because the whole reason why we stayed open partially was because of the economy, right? Restaurants could still do delivery and takeout because Mm -hmm. they were still being charged rent and they decided to pay their mortgage. Banks weren't stopping collecting mortgages. Landlords couldn't stop collecting rent because of the mortgage. People had to pay their mortgages, so they had to work anyways, means, and how they could. Um, people think, and people in the federal government thought that a $1,200 check could hold you over for three months for expenses. Okay. That's not going to happen. Especially not in New York and California. It's not in Chicago either. Well, yeah, not in Chicago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the smart thing would have been l- close land borders, close uh, airports, shut off any travel international and just pay everyone to stay home yeah because essentially anybody who had the virus at that point would have quarantined Mm -hmm. would have had to ride it out yeah we wouldn't have overcrowded any hospitals yeah yeah we essentially like if you had it you got over it in two months right more than enough time for you to get over it at that point ideally we would have zero cases within the country yeah. Right. And yeah. then you just would have followed an isolation theory where like you yeah. wouldn't allow any travel in and out yeah. unless it's diplomatic yeah. or stuff like that. Essential. Um and yeah, but we couldn't do that. Um unfortunately federal government couldn't do that. We tried to do it as a state, you know, JB did his best he could, but mm-hmm. it's very hard to tell people from Indiana, Wisconsin. You yeah. can't drive into Illinois. But that's what of. sucks, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, thing uh, if it's for Illinois, but you know You cross the yeah. border, you go over there, and you go this it. way. That's it. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's difficult. And I yeah. think even though we didn't do all those things, even though we fucked up as much as we did, we still can survive and we can still do something better by investing in more testing, right? It's yeah. it's ridiculous that in, in right now in Florida, if you go get tested, in Illinois, it's five, uh, 35 business days, right? Mm-hmm. In Florida, it's 7 to 10 business days where you get your test back. So... If I'm sick, I get my test. In a week, you're going to tell me yeah. that I have COVID. By that time, bro, I might be dead. Like, what? what? You might be dead and you're probably infected. You've already also, infected some other people. Well, yeah. also, you could test on Sunday and you are negative, but you won't know that until later, right? You can test on Sunday, get it Monday, get results on Thursday that are negative results, but you've, ex- you've gotten it Monday right. after you tested. And then two weeks after that, you're showing symptoms. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm negative. Right. Well, not it's necessarily. Like your, it's yeah. like your boy, what's his name? Uh, Spanky. <laughs> 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 but it's the, yeah, no, I mean, we yeah. we as a, as a country right now, what we can do. We suck. Well, no, but we do. But also <laughs> what we can do is, you know, federal mandate. About, on, we're number one. <laughs> in COVID tests, <laughs> and deaths, we can federal federal mandate uh, a mask uh, guideline for our, everyone. Everyone has to wear a mask at yeah. any times, anytime they're in public, anytime they are in a public space that's indoors. If you're outdoors, it's different. But if you're in a confined space, store, grocery store, whatever it is, and we can still invest in testing. We can have instant testing. Yeah. Like there should be no reason I can't drive through to a federal testing site get my results, and drive out with what I got now. Right. They've mm-hmm. done, done it in South Korea. They've done it in Germany. They've done it in France. They've done it in fucking mm-hmm. Spain. And aquí estamos de pendejos that we can't even fucking get a it's test. It's crazy, yeah. right? And like... It's priorities. Priorities, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like right now, it's the economy, and we have to open that up. Like, But if we would have invested in all of that, we wouldn't have to worry about the economy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. We, we would have been fine. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, people are still... You know, they're they're in denial. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that fuck that video with that dude in Costco berating that like sixty eight year old woman. No, you didn't see that dude. It was hilarious. Is this dude? 
he's like must have been 35 he turned out to be a real uh insurance agent and she <laughs> she goes up to him and he's like sir you need to wear a mask and he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs like oh i'm feeling God. threatened i'm feeling threatened like charging at this old woman and i'm just like bro what, you, what happened oh i think i did see that he one. has like yeah. a red shirt yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. else and yeah it turns out he was like an insurance agent he got fired from his job and everything but um it's like people are like taking this whole thing like masks are a political thing like masks mm-hmm. aren't political it's just well, science i think that's that's the fault of the administration that they made it political you know yeah with, i mean when their president refused to wear one he's your president too bro He's not my president. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> when their president refused to wear one, you know, it gave them almost that mm-hmm. that right to be like, well, if he's not wearing one, why no, should why I? Why should I? Why should I wear one? This yeah. is America. I have rights. I didn't wake up in, you know, communist Russia. They or think that this bullshit. mask is like trying to control us. Yeah, trying yeah, yeah. To I've heard so many theories. And they're trying to. It's, the f- it's crazy. Every day it's like, wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah, with the 5G and the mind control. And oh, it's my like, gosh. oh, my God. What is yeah. wrong with you people? Oh, um, my favorite theory, and I actually believe this one, it's that um, when certain stores take your temperature, they're erasing your memory because you go in oh trying to God. get healthy food and you walk out with donuts. No. I, wow. I, <laughs> Do you subscribe no to this theory? <laughs> It's a joke. Oh. oh, I was about to say, oh, no, wait, what? You subscribe? Yeah. That's, just, that's just an excuse. I see right through. Not this scary. All right, so. Hold on. But before I oh, forget, I just no. want to say thank you to everybody who um, shared um, your vote. Uh, the oh, poll. that's right. Our poll. <laughs> So what, 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 what were the results? So the um, we did. We asked Should that. Do you think it's oh. safe to send kids back to school? <laughs> and we had seven percent say yes, and ninety-three percent say no. Right. And shout out to Giselle and shout out to Angie who um, did message and give a little bit more of their thoughts on why they thought it wasn't yeah. okay. And well, um, mm-hmm. non shout out to Alex. Oh uh, my gosh, who voted yes? Yeah. <laughs> even though he worked in maintenance as a janitor, yeah. and even though his sister and I both work in schools. Oh my gosh. No, Lucky. those those dudes in California are crazy. The whole, the whole state. Okay, so is I have on a theory. And they're going I have to a the theory. Beach. <laughs> I have a theory. Getting chicken. Yeah. Can I can I share my theory? Please, because it makes sense, right? For the most part, northern states are pretty good about controlling their virus. Southern states suck. Mm-hmm. What's in the south that's not in the north? Summer all year round, yeah. right? Chicagoans, we want our fucking summer. Don't mess with Chicago in the summer. Yeah. You need us to wear a mask so that we can go to the river walk? Fine. You need us to wear a mask so we can go on the lakefront? Fine. I don't care as long as I get to enjoy that in the summertime. Yeah. Californians are like, oh, you mean to tell me I can't go there? It's fine. I can go there any time of the year. Like, yeah. they don't care. It's yeah. not affecting them. Because they can do it whenever. Yeah. And here they it's don't like, have that luxury. <laughs> no, it's like, you mean to tell me that everything summer is going to be canceled? Yeah, no, we're going to wear a mask. It's crazy. Hey, I don't know. So final thoughts. What do we think? I whatever think happens is going to happen. I don't think there's anything happens. like. I think this is China's fault because they brought us the China virus. China. (laughs) (laughs) We don't mean that to all of our Asian listeners. (laughs) It was a joke. It was a joke. Please, no. Or Uh, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, So, I mean, the whole point of this podcast was was to, you know, inform or Mm -hmm. at least try to put at ease. Mm-hmm. some of the you know concerns people had sending their kids back so we've obviously gone through pros and cons right at this point it's mm-hmm. really up to the parents it's up yeah. to the parents right? yeah. it's up to the parents to make an informed decision of what to do mm-hmm. to be honest if you have immunocompromised people in your house it is best that you keep your children home because they will bring germs from school 
but you should also be staying home as much as possible yeah. and taking any other measures. Yeah, like because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. if like, okay, I'm going to keep my kids here, but then I'm going to go eat mariscos. Like, yeah, yeah, bro. Exactly. <laughs> no. And then have the mariachi people sing like right in front of my face. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> d- does that make any sense? Like, yeah. I'm sorry for the. You want to shut anyone out? Or no. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> no, but there's been a couple of times where we, <laughs> where yeah. we drive by and yeah. all the marisco places are popping and mm-hmm. it's just like. Wait, what? And then they have the the, the, the trios and the mariachis behind them. Legit. And I'm like, does that make Just any sense? right over your right? food. So and I they will be the first ones to say, my child's not going to Right. Sport. And so yeah. what I'm saying, it's like, right. If you're, I feel like the best thing is if you're going to decide to keep your child at home, well, then también aplastate. Like, mm-hmm. don't yeah. be going out and don't be going to Indiana to the beaches. And, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just defeats the whole it's purpose, all you know? well. I'm sorry, Goddamn Mike Pence. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's... <I> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, where can they look up as much information as they possibly can to, like, be more informed, to make an informed decision? Where can they go If you are resources? A, if you are a CPS parent, there is a survey that is going around where you can express your concerns. You can al- also um, direct any concerns to the... Um, Chicago Public School Board of Education. Um, any information regarding what the Illinois protocol for school guidelines are can be found on ISBE. I-S-B-E dot, isn't that gov dot uh, org? Yeah, I, think it's that I will. Part. I will check that for you. But it's, it's ISBE. Yeah, it's ISBE. Um, CPS.edu too. Yeah, cps.edu is going to have all the latest information. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. Everything mm-hmm. that they send out to parents they are not posting on instagram and on twitter and on facebook um also there's virtual town halls for cps so you can there listen. are virtual town halls um in which you can listen to any updates on any schools mm-hmm. um the ctu i know that a lot of people aren't very uh, union friendly um but the ctu is also posting updates on their twitter on their facebook on their instagram so um block them do they post videos of for example like when you were teaching during summer school that parents can actually kind of get like a, a glimpse of how it might look if they do like hybrid learning so um for that the best bet is um to go to your specific child school site um my school did my school created a video where they showed um parents how things are working right now so Mm. they can see what to expect yeah so um each individual school should also be posting out updates. I feel like that's important. I feel it would be very helpful also for a parent to, again, to get some sort of like glimpse of how the classroom might look and mm-hmm. how it will work. Yeah. And especially if they're, again, they don't have that luxury or that, you know, to have somebody else to take care of your child when you, the parent is going. Isby.net, sorry. Yeah, when the parent is going to work, like, again, and they're conflicted or, you know, for whatever reason. Right. Like, you know, I just feel like it would put some of their worries at ease or hopefully. Now, for our Spanish-speaking parents sí. that, you know, <laughs> don't know even how to use a computer, uh-huh. where can they go? El Facebook. El Facebook. El Facebook. My number one suggestion is if you are on Facebook, if you would like for me to say it in Spanish, um, I can say it in Spanish. But if you are on Facebook, follow your school on Facebook. Almost every single CPS school has a Facebook page where they are posting updates um and including your charter schools yes so cps schools charter schools a lot of private schools now have a facebook too um suburban schools have a facebook page like just look up for your look up your school make sure it's a legit site and a lot of them are posting updates some parents have created facebook groups for parents where they post updates in spanish and in english and um some schools have uh like a text messaging alert system so if okay. you That's if nice. you sign up for a ter- text alert uh, alert system they'll give you updates via text message mm. okay yeah nice all right well there you go people there you have it mm-hmm. stay in and know be yes. informed make smart decisions make smart please. decisions for sure and thank yeah. you um for sharing oh. about yeah, your summer you. school thing thank you for your yeah because knowledge. i wouldn't know i wouldn't know until she was telling us i was like okay like mm-hmm. all right like it's crazy i didn't even think that summer school was going to be a thing until you told us i was like wait okay yeah it was definitely an experience yeah so yeah that's good though 
Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Keep your ass at home if you can, <laughs> as much as you can. Uh, Stay safe. I mean, just wear uh, wear a mask. Wear, wear a mask. Like wear a mask and wash your hands. If you go if you go out to eat and you're not eating, please wear a mask. And a th- if someone tells you to wear a mask, please don't yell at them. They're just doing their Something job. Something else, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Something else that's just as important wearing as wearing a mask is to switch out that mask and oh, wash yeah. that mask. Oh yes. Because there's no point in wearing a mask over and over and over again for various days on end. Because that's going to have more germs than Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I'll switch up my mask. Thank you very much. Shots fired. Fire. There's, there's a whole box right there. All right. I brought it for you. You know what? I'm taking my mask. I'm hiding my mask. My mask now. It's the, but yeah, okay. wear, your, wear your masks and yes. it's your decision. Like if you want to send your kids, it's up to you. I think schools yeah. are going to do what's in the... Best interests mm-hmm. of their school, district, network, city, and communities. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they do. Um, and if you want to abide by that or if you disagree with that, it's your choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, 100% agree. Even before a proposition was laid out, um, I was having this discussion with Karen and my parents, and I didn't think kids should go back to school at all. And I was, And I told her, like, hell no. Like, I don't care what they say. The final decision is mine, mm-hmm. whether I send my kid or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, even my sister, who had to sign up for for next semester, she just decided to do all online. Mm-hmm. And again, this was back in what are we, July? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. late, like maybe May? last month. No, like late May, beginning oh, May? of June. Like she had to sign up, and she's like, "Well, I don't feel safe." I'm like, "Okay, well, if you don't feel safe, mm-hmm. sign up for online classes and like, or take a semester off." Like, yeah. What's the fucking rush? Like right now, your safety is the more the most important. The number one thing is safety, yeah. like health. You can make up, you know, the time lost. Yeah. So I guess that's my advice to people: just take it day by day. Like we're still learning. We're all going through this together, and you know, shit's gonna happen. <laughs> but the most important thing is just stay safe. Like safety should be number one. Yeah. Because, you know. Because if you ain't healthy, like. You ain't healthy. That's it. You're not safe. Like, what's the you point? You can't do anything else no. without it. Yeah. Just wear your mask, people. Yeah. Don't be wear your mask. Don't yell at people for making <laughs> you Because oh, somebody you're, felt personally you're attacked. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yell people, at you. <laughs> people, no, no one yelled at me. No one ever said shit to me. Yeah. But That's people, not what you said. People be yelling. Well, not like We're yell. going on a tangent. Anyway. <laughs> wear your mask. Wear your mask. If you have any opinions about this, you can reach out to yeah, Compa Time at <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram as Compa Time Podcast, on Facebook as Compa Time Podcast, and on Twitter as Compa Time Podcast. If you send us a message on Instagram, my lovely Coma, who is right in front of me now, is going to read Social it. Social distant. Uh, <laughs> is going to read it out to the group, and we're we'll laugh at you, and then we'll say it on air. No, we will not laugh at you. Um, <laughs> If you were uh, listening to us on the Anchor app, you can submit a question and we will answer it on air. And our podcast is available anywhere you get your podcast from. That is Google, Spotify, uh, Facebook. Uh, no, not Facebook. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, Anchor, and everywhere else podcasts are available. I'm sorry. I'm nervous because you guys are in front of me now. Yeah. Now you have to wear pants. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I mean, well, shorts. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. This has been fun, guys. And I hope um, everyone enjoys this podcast. I hope you find it informative, educational, and you know, stay safe, make informed decisions. See y'all next time. Wash your booty. Wash your booty. Okay. Take care. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.